Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. All right, Mom. So today we are talking about relationships. And relationships can be difficult with communication for any type of relationship, romantic or just friends or family. So can you tell us what happens energetically when you're close to someone? Well, the interesting thing about relationships is all relationships start on an expectation. We look at this new person and we have a lot of our fantasies and our expectations. Then we get into the relationship and not every time, but oftentimes your expectations are not being fulfilled the way you thought they would. And then things begin to shift. And this can be sometimes good in that you just begin to look at the person and you still love that person and are happy to be with them. Or it can be difficult. And then you start to have conflict in the relationship. And, uh, and then it gets more complicated. And it can get complicated in lots of ways. And then it depends on how you're energetically lining up with the other person. How well that's going to work. And how well you're going to be able to communicate with the other person. One of the important things that you want to keep in mind in any relationship and especially in a new relationship is that everything you do with a person should be as clean and honest and as much from your heart as possible because everything that isn't is going to show up in your chakras in a negative way and in their chakras in a negative way and it's going to connect you and this is not only in in marriage but in everybody that you date or even for the few people who are out there that having one night stands someone that they have a one night stand with so you want your all of your interactions to be on a on a very clean honest and open from the heart type of a situation if you do that then you're less likely to have connections that later are going to get sticky and are going to drag you down if you don't do that then over time you feel more and more burdened even by the idea of a relationship Mm -hmm. not because of the person that just came through your door that's maybe good looking and attractive but because you're caring it's like these cars when people are getting married and they're dragging all these cans behind them you're carrying all of this stuff from all these other relationships because you had all this interaction that was messy gotcha and you've never dropped it okay and then you wind up in therapy or in worst case scenarios in a horrible fight and then you're looking for ways to clean it up or just get rid of this person (laughs) and really 
what you need to get rid of is what you have got going on so that the next time that good looking person comes by, you can have a nice clean relationship with them and you won't go through all of that. But yeah, so I guess once you are getting bogged down and a relationship is turning turmoil, how do we keep things more clean? Well, that's difficult. Again, it has to do with honesty. And of course, you're in a two-person situation. So you have to have agreement on both sides. If one person is doing it and the other one is not, then you're going to have difficulty. So hopefully you're both grown-ups, you're both willing to sit down and talk about that, and you're willing to come to a situation where we're willing to, you know, be truthful with each other, be open with each other, and do this cleanly. But sometimes that doesn't always happen. Yeah, that sounds like in a perfect world where everyone's going to therapy and dealing with their past traumas, which just doesn't happen. Well, and that's part of what happened with my first marriage. Um, My first marriage, he had a a very dark past that I wasn't too much aware of. Um, And he would get on the phone with his his mother. He would simmer or stew about it for about a day and a half. And then he would turn violent. It clearly had nothing to do with me. And we were married for seven years. But over the years, it became obvious that this was a problem that was never going to go away. And if anything, only escalated. And it got to the point where I simply needed to get away from him. When I did decide to do that, I remember my angels actually had given me a message. They said, if you stay, he will kill you. If you leave, we will help you. That's quite the message. Yes, it was startling to me. And it's not, angels will never say you must do this or you should do that. So that's about the strongest message you'll get from an an angelic being. It was strong enough for me to pay attention. Yeah, and, and, really, and to me, hearing that, it's, there's really only one choice there anyways. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and I had no idea where I would go. But I went to my parents, and almost immediately, a very close friend of my mom, who was her age, said, come and stay with me in the Pacific Palisades. I have this mansion overlooking the ocean. I'm by myself, and I want you to just come and do nothing except get over this horrible relationship and hang out for as long as you want or for months. So I said, great, that sounds wonderful. (laughs) So I wound up going to her house. Her name was Barbie. um, And I went to Barbie's house and was hanging out there. And during that time, she introduced me to this woman, uh, Phyllis Crystal. There are lots of books on the internet by her. She was very close with uh, Sai Baba. She was extremely psychic an amazing woman. And even at that time, it was almost impossible to get an audience with her, but they were friends. And so I was lucky enough to meet up with her. And she heard about what was going on with me and the relationship I had had. And she said, I want to show you something, teach you something. And it was really quite amazing. What she showed me was a way that you can change the psychic connection you have with someone when you want to separate from them or even if they're in your family and it's just so annoying and you can't seem to get across to them 
that you care for them without it being a fight or an argument or something's going wrong. So and this is good for a friend you're fighting with, family members, or a romantic partner, or anything or like that. Or a brother or a sister or yeah. mom, anybody. It won't make someone stop loving you, but if you are separated from them and you want them just to be gone... They'll be gone, but not in a bad way, like I wish you were dead or something like that. But rather, it changes that kind of conversation to you're just where you should be and I'm where I should be. With no more charge than that. It takes all the charge out of it. Hmm. And it's very simple. You just She showed me you just draw a circle on a piece of paper. And you think of it as, a, as aquamarine blue circle. And then you draw another circle just touching it, but not overlapping, not even a little bit, right next to it. And you put your name in your circle and their name in the center of the other circle. And you just start to say, I, and you go around it like a figure eight. And you say, I am in my circle. And this person is wanting to, willing to, going to be in their circle. I am in my circle. And they are in their circle. And you just think of this as an aquamarine blue light. You can think of it as a tube or a sphere or just a flat two-dimensional circle. And when you're really doing that, if you're, if you're very um, intuitive, you might actually see sometimes or feel like they're trying to slip into your circle. And I did see that. And then she said, if that ever happens, you say, no, 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 you're, <laughs> they're going to stay in their, their circle. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to do that for two weeks, every day for two weeks on, she had me start with my mother and my father and then my brothers and sisters and then my, my relationship. Mm-hmm. And it did take all of that, uh, you know, that energy when, even when they're gone, you think they must be thinking about me because I suddenly I'm just feeling like this angst or, you know, I can't get them out of my mind. All of that just went away. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot, actually. If you're fighting with someone a lot or they can't seem to leave your mind or you'll be not thinking about them and suddenly you'll be like, oh, I think this person's thinking about me. I just got a weird feeling. There is that charge. You'll often see that person everywhere. Like I live in a small town and so they might be like at the store at the same time when you go to the store or things like that. People spiritually like track people or is that just because there's like a built up toxic pattern? Well, first of all, this is one of the things she talked to me a lot about. Anybody that you ever have sex with, you actually connect with very strongly and you need to disconnect with and that is also true of your parents your parents come out of a sexual relationship with so although you're not sexually connected with them you're connected with them just as strongly mm-hmm. so the second part of what she uh, had us had me do is go into a deep meditation And start to go down your body and say, okay, if I was connected to this person in each of my chakras, in my first chakra, and if you don't want to think of it as your chakra, you can just say even in my body parts, in my my head, in my chest, in my legs, my arms, wherever, if I'm connected to them, what does this look like and where am I connected to them? Mm 
Mm-hmm. And just trust whatever feeling you get. And you might feel like, oh, I'm connected from my right shoulder to their right hip, or I'm connected from my head to their stomach. It doesn't really matter what it looks like. And it doesn't particularly mean anything significantly one way or the other. And then she would say, you just simply take that off and let go of it and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to disconnect from this person and let that energy go back to them. Because if you don't consciously say, I want to disconnect, you can stay connected. Now, if you think about that, if you're an older individual and you've had some more than one or a few relationships, if you've got all these connections, it gets pretty messy. Mm -hmm. Are we still connected even if we haven't if we haven't done this and we haven't been with that person in a really long time, is there still like a connection that kind of needs to be severed or does it disappear over time? No, it doesn't disappear unless you disconnect it or they do. Interesting. So over time you get, you're more and more tied down in a certain way. So when you want to be in a relationship and really feel free and spontaneous and able to just love them and be in joy you're literally so tied up with so much stuff that it's very difficult to do that and what makes that difficult because you've got these other thought forms wrapped around you i know okay so is that so you're talking about like if for example you got dumped and you're like but I can never trust that person again or someone that does the same thing I just can't love them again well there's that there's that part of it too but on just an energetic level let's say let's look at it this way let's say your your heart is a 100 horsepower and you're just full on and excited about love and stuff you know you've got a 100 horsepower going but now you've been connected to five people in different relationships and this one's sucking three horsepower and that one ten and this one four and so you get in this relationship and you you want to be there but you just don't have the literally the power or the energy for it it's not necessarily that you're thinking negative thoughts about it you just simply can't quite bring to the party what you would like to bring Mm. and your partner might sense that like you're just not really here for me that would be a true statement you really aren't there for them but it's not because you're thinking I don't trust him or I don't love him. It's because you're still tied up with these other connections that you haven't consciously let go of. I'm trying to tell people over and over again, we are energetic bodies with energetic connections that we have to make a choice to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. But if we don't choose to clean up ourselves energetically we'll just pick up stuff and we go on with them being messed up yeah 
So we have to choose to say, hey, I've, there's something in my body that doesn't belong to me. I want it out of here. I'm going to clean up my energetics. I want to send things that don't belong to me away. You know, when I go to bed tonight, I want to be 100% energetically clean me and nobody else here. I don't, not allowing anybody else to stay connected to me. People that do that, then they can go into a relationship sparkling clean, 100% conscious, present, and there. And that's going to make a much more vital, vivid, joyful, exciting, and fun relationship than if they were being dragged down, you know, their 50% power or 75% power or maybe 30% power of what they would be otherwise. Mm-hmm. I remember Phyllis would have us have me do this exercise where she'd say, imagine what you look like with all these relationships look down and see what that outfit would look like if you were you know and then take it off and go into the sea and <laughs> take a big bath <laughs> you know like do this in a in a kind of visual meditation and then come back out and see what your new outfit would look like <laughs> right you know just visualize all the stuff you've been carrying from all your relationships that you you've been stuck to or dragging energy from practically from you know the time you were conscious from the time you were six or seven years old yeah and so that's different from just actually holding a grudge against somebody or a thought form yeah holding a grudge i mean that's something where you you're attached to them and then you add power to it Uh uh-huh then you're going to keep keep throwing more coals on the fire you know right not only am i attached to you but and here's something else i hope you fall in a ditch and another thing you know and you just keep throwing thought forms it's like you're uh you're plugged into their electrical system and you keep throwing something on the charge and that's why you do the blue light to sever that part of the connection those thought forms that keep wanting to come in new ones Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sever the original connection. You've got to actually take that off, too. Gotcha. A very interesting thing happened. I had a a long-term friend, and we had never dated. And then he broke up with a girlfriend, and we decided to start dating. I was sitting on his sofa in his house, and I had this very strange feeling. And, And I turned to him, and I said, something is coming. It's coming right it's going to come right through the corner of the room and a minute later I actually did see this kind of like black blob come through and I started to feel real nervous about it coming through the the corner of the room and it came right at me and literally hit me right below my breast in the center of my belly and kind of melted I felt really sick and and nauseous and I had a lot of anxiety and then I flashed on this female with blonde hair and kind of stocky and I start to describe her and he said that's my ex-girlfriend wow (laughs) she literally was hating me for uh dating him and so much so that she sent this thought for him and when it hit me it did make me feel ill I got up and got in the shower and got it off me but if he had been doing that with her much less likely anything like that would happen it would completely separate that and 
it would keep it away. And of course, if I was doing it, it would keep it completely away from me. So, right. So then once you notice it was happening, are you doing that exercise since there's now she's created like a tie to you with so much hatred? Right. So I would just start doing that, doing an exercise to keep her in her own space mm-hmm. and me in my own space, you know, blessings to her, but I don't want that from you anymore. Yeah. Not... <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think if people could see those thoughts going, coming and going like that, they'd all just like get out their pencil and be drawing circles and say yeah. yes. <laughs> Stay yeah. <in> your space. <laughs> yeah for sure it was one of the most vivid things i'd ever seen in in regard to thought forms and boy i'll tell you it it had me jumping out of my skin there for a little bit yeah i think i would be a little nervous if there was like a black blob heading straight towards me well and of course they're aimed at you the thought is aimed at you so it's gonna come to you yeah no matter how far away you are doesn't matter how far away you are it's the intention that's sent when you break up and you're and you're sitting there in your hammock and suddenly you go well i just wish my ex would drop into a deep hole that thought goes Mm -hmm. to wherever they are Mm -hmm. and keeps that kind of energy of you know hating each other or wishing them away and stuff going yes yes and then he might suddenly think you know she was she was more rotten than I ever even imagined you know and he sends one back you know and you just Mm -hmm. keep doing this so a better healthier solution (laughs) (laughs) keep drawing those blue drawing those blue (laughs) circles of aquamarine light (laughs) got it okay (laughs) you know we have these ideas and beliefs and willing to fall in love but then also have all of the ideas of things that have happened to us in the past that we're holding on to. And now these energetic connections and a lot of things that are holding us back. But once we decide to let go a lot of, of a lot of those um, maybe core beliefs that are, are holding us down and these energetic connections, then how do we start bringing a person that's, you know, worthy of, of our love back into our life actually if you're holding on to the negative things that happen to you in your chakra system you will continually draw that same prototype back to you Mm. so as soon as you do let them go that is when you can draw to you the person that you really want So if you were in a violent, abusive, demeaning relationship and you don't heal it at all, you're going to attract more violent, demeaning people in the next few relationships. And it becomes a vicious cycle. When you clear and heal any really negative energy out of your chakras from a dysfunctional relationship, And with it, any idea that I'm not lovable or it was all my fault or I'll never be really appreciated. Any thoughts like that and let those thoughts go, really let them go. Then you won't attract anybody to you that has that profile. 
Mm-hmm. So a good, a good simple practice is anytime you have a thought like that, just think I'm going to breathe that out. I'm going to breathe in light. And then you can think what thought would I'd like to replace that with? Oh, well, I only track to me partners that are my equal, appreciate me for who I am, value my spirituality, love animals the way I do, are mm-hmm. attracted to nature, whatever you, you know, whatever you are, whatever you're about. And then just trust that the person is going to come your way that kind of matches your energy more once you've cleared out all of that bad energy. Yes, yes. And so I know a lot of people get really lonely. It's hard to meet people in the States and, you know, or dating in general everywhere seems to be a little bit difficult because you're working on your stuff doesn't mean other people are working on theirs. Also, the whole time I was living in San Francisco, I never talked to like a random person. Nobody was just trying to get to know other people. And so I think most people tend to use these dating apps as a way to get to know new people. And you kind of get a mixed bag of whatever is out there. And you're swiping more on looks than what you're energetically feeling or seeing with somebody before you meet them. Well, here's an interesting thing. I, I used a dating app a couple of times. And what I did is I told my angels to help me find somebody that was perfectly matched for me. So, and then I scanned with my fingertips along the pictures mm-hmm. and waited for one to like buzz, like to give a, to have a, a charge back that I could feel mm. and only looked at those. And I wound up and I'm not exaggerating. I wound up dating a billionaire mm-hmm. who was really interesting person. And we had, we dated for several years and we really had a lot of fun and we didn't, break up under any stress or anything I just had to take care of some things with my family so we just parted as very good friends we had a great time yeah so you know I just ran over the pictures and I would just scan back and forth and if I didn't feel anything I just disregard that page but if I suddenly felt like there was a whole lot of hot energy on that picture then I would just respond to that one yeah so that starts off with like a meditation and asking your angels to send your manifestation of a partner. And then you're talking right. to your angels and you're like, I only want someone that likes to go scuba diving. They're going to be kind. They're going to you know, your whole list and talking to them about that. And then your angels will give you a buzz. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so you might give it a try. <laughs> you know, it, it just makes it a lot faster. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly would save a lot of time. We were like, ah, this one. <laughs> Plus, you know, on those apps, you know, there's a lot of things they don't say. I mean, like he didn't say he was a billionaire. I found that out after. Yeah, of course. I mean, a lot of the apps are just a very baseline information of some something to, to grab someone's attention in a split second before they're swiping off to the next person. So, yeah. So, you know, that, that might be something people could try. You know, the interesting thing, I deal with a lot of very highly developed spiritual people and they wind up in awful relationships because they're very, very loving and they're very, very open and people see their energy and get very attracted to them. 
but they're not attracted to them because they love them. They're attracted to them because they have a tremendous amount of power. And people will come up to them. And, and this has actually happened to me, and this has gotten me into trouble. And they'll say right away, you know, oh, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm your soulmate. I think I'm in love with you. I, I think we're going to make a great team. you got to listen to the dialogue. Almost immediately, they're talking about somehow teaming up with you. Really what they're saying is I want your power mm-hmm. because they don't know you at all. But, you know, we tend to be loving and we tend to say we get these little alarm bells, but we ignore them because we figure, well, whatever it is, we love people enough, we can fix it, which is a big mistake. Yeah. And I, I definitely went through a relationship like that where I'm like, oh, this is a really nice guy. He's saying all of the right things hypothetically but we're not getting along and that little voice in and in my gut is telling me that this is not the person I'm supposed to be with but when they're saying all of the right quote-unquote you know like oh you know I love you we're gonna get married we're gonna do all of these things it's kind of hard to be like oh well like that little voice in my gut is I should just ignore that because (laughs) maybe we can work it out (laughs) <laughs> no, you should not ignore that because they are saying those things because they are very, power is very seductive. And people with really developed crown chakras like yourself, people want that power. And you can't give that power to them if you wanted to. Right. If, you, if you said to your angels, yeah, let's split it half 50-50, you can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> right. They have to go have a few hundred lifetimes and get it themselves like you did. So what happens then, you get in a relationship, and after a relatively short time, they begin to see that they can't get it from you. And they they get angry, and they get nasty, and sometimes they just get plain physically violent, which is what I had in one my first relationship, and it just goes downhill from there. And then the only thing you really can do is to exit the relationship as gracefully as possible right without bogging down your energy with uh, a bunch of your own dark thoughts of like man I really wish this person would die or I'm not liking them or I know they would leave town or anything like that the wiser person would not blame them and not blame yourself it's just a disconnect on both sides Mm -hmm. you know they're just being seduced by your energy and they don't fully realize it themselves and there's nothing you know what makes people angry is an unfulfilled expectation right you're like a shining light they thought they were going to get some of that light they didn't get it they're disappointed right they thought that was love that's not love your crown chakra is not love your heart is love they weren't even looking at your heart they were looking at all that light and that's what they wanted And most people can't see that energy like you can. And so what are the other clues that that's happening? They're just saying things like we are going to be a team and we're going to rule the world together kind of thing. Well, a lot of their early talk is going to have involve them trying to pin you down. You know, they're going to far too early in the relationship talk about ways that they're they're going to want you in a partnership or in a marriage or in a business or something because they're trying to own you mm-hmm. and because they're trying to own your energy. 
And those are real clues that uh, this is not where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But it would be wiser just to beware of anybody that comes on that strong initially. Because a, a more spiritual person would just be more cautious and be wanting to get to know you. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't walk right up and say, you know, we're soulmates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when someone says that to me, I laugh. <laughs> yeah. How could we be soulmates? You don't know anything about me. Well, how can you be soulmates when you've had lifetimes with so many people anyway? <laughs> how about all the other ones? <laughs> right. So, but uh, in order to find somebody that you're really a matchup with, you have to leave those relationships behind. And if you're stuck in a relationship that you've got so entangled with that you know doesn't work, you have no opening to be in a relationship that's with somebody that is your match. I know so many people that stay because they love their partner they've been together for a long time but things aren't working out at what point does someone say you know it's time for me to walk away i think that the time to walk away was when you can no longer treat each other with dignity and respect if you start being truly mean to each other i think that's the time to to leave i don't think you have to wait till things turn violent or truly ugly that's my opinion right and I guess what I'm trying to say is sometimes some people just get into an argument and they say things that they don't mean but you you're I think a lot of us always hold on to this hope and I'm like okay well it's gonna get better or we're working on things and trying to work things out well I guess it's an individual choice you know people have to choose what they want to put up with and some people are arguing and it's kind of for fun. You know, that's what they call the, you know, uh, fucking fight syndrome. And that's one thing, you know, but some people are truly vicious and maniacal and that's a whole different thing. Uh You have to see how it feels. If you're, if you're in a relationship and you're being verbally abused, that is just as bad as if you're being physically abused. Yeah. Which I think is not recognized enough as abuse is the emotional abuse i see people when i'm doing reading sometimes in their in their crown chakra and stuff and i can tell this person has been so undermined that they just think they have no worth at all right and i'll put energy on that and i'll say who do you think this goes to i'm gonna put energy on and who flashes into your mind and invariably it will be a relationship and sometimes it's a relationship that they left five years ago and it's still bothering them and it's still making them feel like they're stupid or they're worthless that's the kind of damage we don't want to have in any relationship right and definitely doesn't help any new relationship definitely yeah definitely you know those those are the types of things that you know i spend my lifetime trying to help people recover from and never have happened again yeah there are some people that are do really dark things, but for the most part, people aren't bad people. They're just, and in relationships, a lot of times they're just mismatched. Right. That's why I said, you know, if you if you start to be really mean to each other and that's the best you can do, then I don't see any advantage to hanging in and doing that for years and years. Right. And I think some people hang in there because they 
are afraid to start over. They have put so much energy into a relationship or they're just afraid to be alone. That could be. Well, I guess everybody has to decide what is, is the value of that worth it or not. Yeah. I mean, I guess, can you give some of those people some, some hope of trust that somebody else will come their way? You know, I do know that things can really change. And when people change their chakras, things can dramatically change. I've had that in my own life many times. You can have, be in a situation where you think that everything is hopeless, but you really change your energy and things can dramatically change. Mm-hmm. And when people get stuck and if you just could realize when you're stuck and you're down and everything looks hopeless, that's because that is where your mindset is and that's what you're attracting to you. Mm-hmm. But if you make a real effort to let go of those thought forms and change, then you have you open up the possibility for something to change in an instant. And that doesn't take very long. Yeah. Miracles can happen. Your angels can arrange, you know, someone to walk right around the corner and bump into you. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that if you are determined to be stuck in a dark hole. Right. So, you have to make some effort to extract yourself from that. Mm -hmm. We have free will. If you choose to be in the dark, that's okay. Then you'll just stay in the dark though. You stay in the dark as long as you want to. It's, It's up to you. A lot of times people are fighting or in an argument and it has nothing to do with the actual person and it might have something completely different to do with somebody else right yes and actually here's an interesting thing uh with psychic people and even with with people that aren't as psychic or spiritually oriented as they they may be more than they think with telepathic people a lot of people when they have been hurt before or when they've had issues before they get the idea in their mind maybe consciously or unconsciously that the bigger that their energy field is the safer they are now like kind of like puffing out your chest and being like i'm yeah if i'm gonna i'm gonna somehow be a bigger stronger person by throwing out my energy field okay Mm. this is actually the worst thing you can do so A healthy energy field should be about no more than about two feet beyond your body. So you've got about a four foot circle around you, which is plenty big. If you think about being in a grocery line with a four foot circle, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be kind of impinging on your circle a little bit. Sure. But think if you're, if it was 10 feet out from your body. Yeah. You're in a grocery line. You get the whole line. Right. And you've got people sneezing and they've got uh, and they're and they've got headaches and they're hating people and all this stuff. And they're all in that. Yeah. Well, what happens is you start picking up a lot of their energetic, even if you're not even thinking about it. And then you go home and maybe you decide you're too tired to take a shower and you just kind of get in bed and go to sleep. 
And some of what you picked up was like anger and maybe some was depression and some was anxiety. Then you wake up in the morning and you're feeling anger and some depression and anxiety. And then what you do is you try to figure out, you ask yourself, why am I angry? Why am I depressed? Why do I have anxiety? Then they look around and try to assign a reason for it. Now, the real reason for it is that they picked it up from somebody else. Then they, the natural thing to do is look at their partner. I know why I'm, I'm anxious because he spent too much. And I know why I'm angry because his underwear is on the bathroom. And, <laughs> you know, and I know why I'm depressed just because I got to go pick up all the junk that he did. And then you have a fight. But the truth is, it had nothing to do with your partner. Right. The truth is, it had everything to do with you picking up a bunch of stuff from a complete bunch of strangers that were in, I don't know, Walmart or the liquor store or both. I don't know, wherever. <laughs> a bus in your at your job, your boss, everybody that was in your field. So how do we prevent that? So what you do is you literally, first you have to recognize that you do have an energy field. Secondly, you consciously say, I want my energy field to be small. And you breathe and you pull it in. I tell people to think of a red bull. You mm -hmm. pull it in by breathing and, and, and making it smaller. Say it's going to be smaller with every breath. It's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. I can feel it dense around my body about no more than two feet from my body and when you feel that density and people you do feel it everybody will feel it when they get it dense dense and close into them then you say if there is anything in this field my energy field that does not belong to me I'm going to breathe and think of a waterfall washing from my head right down to my feet and blow it out. Like three breaths and just think of anything. And even after three breaths, if it feels like, wow, there's still something clinging to my kneecap, I'm going to breathe some more and breathe it out. I don't think I've ever had anybody do this that didn't feel like something let go and they felt better. Mm-hmm. So if you came home every afternoon or evening or night, whenever you come home and you did this, and then you made sure you took a shower or at the very least washed your hands, the back of your neck and your face and made sure you did this, then when you woke up in the morning, the only thing you would feel was something that was naturally you. Mm-hmm. And that would probably be about 75% less anger, anxiety, and depression than what you've been feeling. Wow, yeah. Which would I'm, be a big deal for a lot of people. I'm doing a reading for somebody actually today that this poor person is so covered in stuff, I can barely see her energy. If I had her in person, I would probably just take a candle and be pulling stuff off her for three hours wow sucking up all this energy from these other people and the sad thing is it's not even doing the other people any good because if the person next to you 
has a headache because they're trying to come to some solution and the headache is trying to give them notice that you've got to pay attention, something's going on, and you take the headache away and suck it into your energy, they still have to work it up, work up to it again. So you're just going to make them suffer twice. (laughs) (laughs) You don't solve it for them. Yeah. You're just suffering with them. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, yeah, you're just, you're prolonging their suffering and you're just bringing it home and going to inflict it on your poor partner. And the partner is going to, if you're doing this chronically, is pretty soon going to go, you know, why am I getting this kind of abuse? Why is she blaming me for, or he blaming me for everything every morning? I get tired of that, you know, and then they get mean back, you know, and it's just a big giant energy ball of mistaken assignment of Mm. what, where everything's coming from. But if you're smudging and you're bathing a lot and you're cleaning up your energy and you're clear you're not bringing anything home, it's a lot easier to live with that person. Yeah. Well, and probably just easier to live a happier life in general. Yes. (laughs) I remember I was teaching a, a course on sacred sexuality and I said, the first thing, of course, you want to do is take a shower. And I remember this person said every day (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) what a concept (laughs) yeah but yes it does make a difference it's it's like you would what you would want to wash your dishes before you know if before eating off the plate again (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh, people don't think about that when they come home with all these people's energy and they get in bed it's like getting in bed with 40 people (laughs) so the concept of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger doesn't really apply here not really (laughs) no actually what you suck up will probably kill you you know when I was in Brazil um, I came into this room where they were talking about how mediums that had their energy too blown out often either get sick and get cancer or have major thyroid problems, too low thyroid, have thyroid tumors, have to have their thyroid removed. I found this very interesting because I had just had half of my thyroid removed and the energetic was so bad when I had my thyroid removed that I went into what was called a thyroid storm and I had to stay in the hospital for another four days. So it was interesting. That's when I got a lot, started paying a lot more attention to the energetics of empathy and realized that empathy is not reaching into or feeling other people's energy and certainly not bringing it home. Mm -hmm. So for the empaths out there doing this exercise of it's going to help them it's going to help them not pick up things from other people, but it'll help them feel better like as they're out and about in person. Oh, yes. And actually could save their lives. I've had a lot of empaths say, you know, I can just reach over and change somebody's energy or stuff. That's actually not appropriate. You're not supposed to do a healing on someone without their conscious permission mm-hmm. ever. You know, there might be a few exceptions. Like if you come across an unconscious child laying in the gutter, you know, bleeding. Yeah, that right. would be an exception. But 
no, you're not supposed, it's no more appropriate to empathically go into someone's energy, even if it's just because your energy balloon is blown out. It's no more appropriate than if you went and reached your hand down their pants. Right. It's not appropriate and it's not okay, but it can make you really sick. Mm Mm-hmm sometimes you'll just come home and you'll get a fever or something and you'll just run a fever because uh-huh. you can bring home something strong enough to make you ill. So if you clean that up and you're not bringing anything home, you're, there's a lot better chance that you're going to be a lot more spontaneous and joyful with the partner that you have. Yeah. Or in finding a new person, because now we're shrinking down our energy. We're not picking up things from other people. We're getting rid of the energetic bonds that have been created from past relationships. We're cutting ties to any turmoil relationship we might currently be having. And then we're attracting people that are more on the same clean energy as we are. Right. And you're walking down the street and you're going to be sparkling clean and that's going to be attractive, you know, and then, you know, then it's just a matter of a little bit of discernment. You know, there are people that are out there that have great energy. I mean, look at how many women in Toto Santos have amazing energy. I've done a lot of reading for women down there and I have never seen so many amazing, beautiful, sparkling women the men should go to Toto santos if they can't find a partner yeah i know quite a few amazing single women down here and there's always a shortage of men that actually have their shit together that are worth dating long term so people say that it does not available it is available just a matter of knowing where to go yeah yeah Yeah, one of my friends was saying that we should (laughs) pay for like an international billboard and just a photo of all of the women that have successful businesses of all of the beautiful faces and stuff and be like, come to Toto Santos. (laughs) Well, I wish I could show them their crown chakras and how, (laughs) how, how enlightened these women are, because I think that Toto Santos is a real spiritual hotspot that has really incredible energy i've been doing readings for so many years and when i started doing readings in that area and the men too but that is an area that just seems to have an exceptional amount of very very highly advanced people so shout out to my friends in Toto santos <laughs> exactly <laughs> want to meet some enlightened people that are single go to Toto santos yeah <laughs> well awesome thank you so much mom i know i look forward to talking to you next week in our next episode thank you bye